0: for how you can be the CEO of your career and stop dreading Mondays. Ready to level up your career? Let's get after it. Welcome back to another episode with me on the Career Strategy Podcast. And today I wanna talk about how to manage your emotions in your job search. So managing your emotions in your job search is so, so important to helping you avoid burnout and maintaining a really strong first impression with every person you encounter and interaction you have in your job search or interviews. Whether that's on the phone, over email, over Zoom, whatever it is, in person, we really, really, really need to manage our emotions to ensure that we're giving a strong first impression, or we don't mess up the first impression that someone had about us. Of course, there are a lot of extremes of emotions that may come up during your job search. It's a roller coaster, right? You may have super low moments where you're facing rejection, or you're doubting yourself, or you're frustrated, or you will have really high moments where your confidence feels like it's off the charts and you just cannot believe how good a job you did in an interview, for example. So all of these emotions are very important to acknowledge and we want to make sure that we are not letting these emotions impact what we do in the interview process to potentially diminish the first impression that someone already has about us. So if you don't learn how to handle your emotions in your job search, you also are going to risk losing a lot of time and energy second-guessing yourself as a candidate, right? You're going to, for example, if you receive a rejection and you didn't get the job offer, okay. If you don't learn how to handle or regulate your emotions around that, you could very well spend hours, days, weeks in this low and kind of festering in this rejection and emotions that come along with it. Now, of course, I'm not saying we shouldn't feel those emotions or acknowledge them, but we also need to kind of catch ourselves and help ourselves not spend too much time in those lows so that we can get back on the horse, so to speak, and keep moving forward in our job search and not allow ourselves to just waste days, weeks, months not making progress towards the ultimate goal of getting hired. Here's another important reason why you need to learn to manage and regulate your emotions in your job search, and it's because if you don't do this, you will risk not being in a really great state of mind when opportunities, interviews, etc come your way. And you don't want to get on the phone, go to an interview, fire off an email that maybe you wouldn't have sent if you were a little bit more even with whatever emotion may have been impacting what you said in an interview, what you wrote in an email, right? And at the other extreme, you don't wanna be in an interview on kind of a high and having so much confidence in yourself that you maybe risk coming across as maybe conceited or having an ego or full yourself, right? So even if you do feel like you are the perfect candidate, It's really important to regulate and manage those emotions so that you remain humble, basically. All right, so how can we really proactively regulate our emotions and manage them in our job search? The first thing I want you to do is I want you to have an outlet so that you don't bottle up your emotions or unload your emotions on the wrong people in your job search. So what do I mean by an outlet? It could be something like journaling or having some type of go-to physical activity or a hobby or certain people that you go to who you know will listen to you and hear you out kind of judgment free. In my own life, I really rely on physical activity, I'm a huge runner, I do yoga in the winter, I ski all the time. So those are a couple of things I do to really manage my emotions. I definitely have taken my emotions out on the ski hill many, many times. And I also have a kind of inner circle of people that I go to when I really need to unload something that's bothering me, frustrating me, Or on the other side of things, people that I need to share something awesome with that I know maybe I can't share with other people because they wouldn't understand. I want to just touch on rejection here briefly. So most people really internalize rejection in the job search and let it define them and erode their worth as a person and as a professional and the belief in their skills and experience. Maybe you've done this or you're doing it right now. So it's really, really important to not equate your value as a human, as a person with a job offer. And yes, I totally understand. This is easier said than done. We all need a job to earn a salary, so we can living, etc. right? But it's really important that you don't make kind of generalizations or assumptions based on whether or not you get a job offer or a job interview. Just because a company doesn't invite you to an interview or offer you the job doesn't mean that all companies won't be interested in you and you are never, ever, ever going to get an interview or an offer. So be really careful not to make generalizations I know, again, easier said than done. Now, when you are potentially faced with rejection, candidates often fixate on trying to get an answer, right? You want to know, well, why? Why didn't I get the offer? Why didn't I get the interview? What was it about me and how can I fix that, right? And that is kind of a waste of your time and energy. And we have a whole other episode about this, which we'll link in the show notes, but Ultimately, companies aren't obligated to reveal this. I know, it's not the answer you want to hear. Furthermore, in today's kind of economic climate right now and hiring climate, we've seen a lot of HR, recruiting, talent acquisition positions be eliminated. And guess what? That leaves the people that are left in those positions totally slammed. And so they may not have the time to send a personal email to you explaining the reasons why you didn't get the offer or you didn't get the job. And they may just end up having kind of an automatic email go out to you. So you have to look at all these kind of situations in your job search with context instead of jumping to conclusions. Lastly, I wanna leave you with a tip of how to handle the situation where you maybe do receive bad news in your job search. So I want you to remember that oftentimes hundreds of people apply for a job. And honestly, maybe only 10 or 15 total are invited to an interview. And of those 10 or 15, ultimately one person gets the offer, right? And it's important to remember those kind of stages and whittling down of the applicants from hundreds to 10 to 15 who might get an interview to one who gets the offer. It's so important to understand the realities of the numbers in the job search. And if you are in a position where you're receiving bad news about your candidacy over the phone, I really, really, really want to encourage you to remain gracious, to regulate your emotions. Don't freak out or lash out or anything. Don't burn bridges. Because you never know when you might be able to leverage that relationship with that recruiter, hiring manager, person at the company in the potentially not too distant future. For example, a few days after you receive news that you're not proceeding in the interview process anymore, or you are not receiving a job offer, you may want to follow up with an email to kind of thank them for Uh, the information they gave you. And if you were involved in the interview process and went through multiple rounds, you could also end up thanking them for their efficiency or transparency or whatever it was. And you could also say to them, hey, I understand this position isn't a fit. I'm wondering if there's any other opportunities in the company or other recruiters in um, in other departments that maybe you could connect me with. You never know what could come out of those asks, but you won't know unless you ask people, right? And you won't be able to ask them if you burn bridges because you didn't manage and regulate your emotions. So I hope this gives you some really actionable things you could start doing this week in your career honestly whether you're searching for a job or not i hope you have a lovely rest of your day and i'll see you in another episode thanks for listening to the career strategy podcast make sure to follow me sarah duty on twitter instagram youtube or linkedin if anything in today's episode resonated with you i'd love to hear about it tag me on social media or send me a dm and lastly If you found this episode helpful, I'd really appreciate it if you could share it with a friend or give us a quick rating on Spotify or review on Apple podcasts. Catch you later.